Well, hello, this is the Trophy Room. Today's the day you've been waiting all week for. Our infamous Uncle Andy, who gets his weekly shout out, is finally coming to hang out and try and give us the business in a segment we have titled Hate Mail Live. Coming up, the heat is coming with Andy, but it'll be here even before because Luke and I vehemently and aggressively disagree on the NBA MVP. We'll tell you who's under the most pressure to win a chip and who could actually use Baker Mayfield. Plus, we now know why Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have moved on to ESPN and it has everything to do with the GOAT. As always, please go leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. Spotify, Google, Apple, it helps out a ton. Post us on your story, tag us, we'd love it. And you guys know we are sponsored by the good people over at Gym Candy. So, Luke, give us our weekly Gym Candy update. Okay, so this is exciting. This morning, I just went to meet with one of our first sponsors, Excel Fitness, up in Salt Lake City. Um, I've come to know the owner, and we are filming our first um, marketing campaign and our Kickstarter on Saturday and we will be working with them as well as a few gold gym in the Mountain West region. So we are excited and we are ready to launch, baby. That's sick. How far away are people from being able to actually order like products and samples and stuff? Uh, about a week. Sick. Maybe a week and a half. So Dude, we I'm are so excited. We are cooking, baby. We are cooking. Okay, well. Go follow at Jim Candy Gummies on Instagram, TikTok. Go get your free sample and get ready to uh, get rid of your powdered pre-workout and change the game. Okay. So two things before we get started, before you think that you could give me the business because you can't. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit worried about Andy coming on. Not because I'm afraid, but I just feel like he's going to come with a lot of things that we just aren't ready for like I don't want to make it sound like scrubs because we're not but I just I'm just a little I'm a little weary so so yeah can you hear me now dude what the heck that's so weird dude I have all this info on my phone and now I'm not gonna be able to use it because I have to stay on this one tab dang I was literally going through today. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was literally sitting there studying like all the Seahawks stats for like the last three years. And I studied all their draft picks since like 2013. Like, I just don't know (laughs) what he's going to come with, but I feel like he's going to stab us in the back from behind. I don't know what he's, he's, he's coming in what Joe Lard would call. He's bringing the dick heat tonight. You already know. BDE, bro. I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I believe that. Okay. So just so everybody knows, as soon, literally as soon as the MVP was announced, I was on a plane at like four in the morning and I was like just dead asleep. And I get texts from Bergalicious over here. And he tells me, you better be ready to defend (laughs) Jokic on Tuesday. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm tired. And so let's hear Berg's argument for why Nikola Jokic should not be the MVP. Dude, people don't understand our relationship. Literally, you and I, like, we just think about the most bizarre things in the most bizarre hours. Literally, like, it was, like, what, like, 2 a.m. the other night, and I just texted you to him, like, 
Ayo, my sleeper for MVP this year is Jalen Hurts. And it's just like, where does that even come from? Like, what could I possibly be doing at 2 a.m. that my brain is just running with that track in my head? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Jalen Hurts. Hey, Drew Locke better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, well, we'll have to ask Andy about that, but that's not even kind of true. Yeah, just so everyone knows, I was going to do this as a segment later, but we'll just give it to you straight. So when I texted Luke and I said, Jalen Hurts is my my sleeper for MVP this year, you texted back and said that Drew Locke was your sleeper for MVP this year. Is that sarcasm or you really mean that? (laughs) You want to defend yourself to the people. Sarcasm. All right. Well, mine was not. Yeah, I can hear you. (laughs) all right so this is my issue with Jokic being mvp let me ask you this first off because you know like we got to lawyer up a little bit and and, and i'm gonna let me preface it by this let me preface by this i would have been okay if Embiid or Jokic or even Giannis won it i really had no problem i thought it was extremely close i'm gonna preface by that okay go ahead and i'm not gonna argue to you like i'm an I think in a lot of other years, Jokic wins MVP. Like, I'm not arguing that Jokic is a scrub. I'm just arguing that he's not Giannis and he's not Embiid this year. This is my issue with Jokic winning MVP. Here's the first thing. The only person to – the only there's only one other person in history to ever win MVP being as low a seed as the Denver Nuggets were. That is the Oklahoma City Thunder when Russell Westbrook won it because he averaged a triple-double. So that's the first thing. The only time anyone has ever won being that low of a seed was when they had one of the most historic seasons in the history of the NBA, and and we know what Russell Westbrook is. And I don't think if you're Joe, Nikola Jokic, like I don't even think that's fair company to keep him in because I think that yeah, in, terms yeah. points, he's, he's, in terms of Hall of Fame points, Jokic obviously has a greater impact on the game than Russell Westbrook did. But thank you. Their seasons are not that dissimilar because our whole thing with Russell Westbrook when he didn't have KD or Kyrie or KD or Russ was okay. Well, like, yeah, you're great in the regular season, but you and I say this all the time about Russ and especially about that season. Who cares if you get a triple double every game if you can't get past the first round of the playoffs? That's what we say about Russ. And I get that you want to make the argument that, oh, he hasn't had Michael Porter Jr. or Jamal Murray. Okay, well, here's the deal. This is not a new thing with Jamal Murray. This is, we know who you are, you're injury prone. That's fine. So, like, let's not act like this is an anomaly that if well, they would have the had Jamal Murray. Well, then get the man some help. You're just, you're, just, you're just furthering the argument that he has never had a player. A okay, player. that's true, but you don't get an MVP because everyone else around you sucks. Okay, let me tell you this, okay? So, would you... You said when we were texting the other day, you said that Nikola Jokic is scores a lot of points on a bad team. Did you say that? Yeah. Do you know how many wins they had this year? Only enough to be the sixth seed. Forty-eight. Okay, forty-eight. Do you know how many wins the Seventy Sixers had? Tell me. Fifty-one. So if you're saying that he scores a lot of points on a bad team, then that makes the Sixers slightly above bad. Three games above bad. Also, let me say this. Everyone talks about how Jamal Murray is so good. No, I don't know you talk about that. I say that he needs a number two. 
And Jamal Murray isn't even a number two. He's a number three. If he was on the 76ers, what would Jamal Murray be? The second option? The third option? The fourth option? Stop it. I'd take Tyrese Maxey over him any day of the week. Or Tobias Harris. No, okay. Stop acting like Jamal Murray is a scrub. This is my issue with Jokic being MVP. This is my issue. So... You have said, you and I both disagree that, um, do you think that Aaron Rodgers should have been MVP last year? And why is that? Because as great as Aaron Rodgers is in the regular season, we don't care because we know you're that good. Giving you the MVP is not anything new. You're not validating any part of his career. We don't care yeah, that Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP because we're like, okay, if you don't do anything in the postseason, the that doesn't mean anything. That is the exact same issue with Nikola Jokic. But, and everyone wants but, to say, and, but oh, Nikola Jokic, Nikola Jokic, oh, he had no. a better defensive season this year than he did last year. You know what's funny, though? The same stats that people are using to argue that. that the same defensive stats people are using to argue about that have Luka Doncic as the second best defender in the league. Those same stats say that. So let's not act like okay, that so Luka Doncic stop. is an incredible defender. Now you're just defender. saying random crap. No, you're that's, just random that's not random crap. That's what people who Bro, voted for Luka are saying is because his defense was better. And I'm telling you, numbers-wise, those same defensive stats had Luka as the same level as a defender in the regular season. Okay, can, I, can I have a turn now? You've been talking this whole dang time, Stephen A., Thank you. So let me ask you this: Did how many players in NBA history have won back-to-back MVPs? Yeah, that's the other thing. You're gonna put no, 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 Nikola Jokic in the same company as LeBron James, like all these other legends who have won back-to-back MVPs. Can you just answer the question for me? Can you just? I think like nine guys. Shaq's in there. Uh, Okay. So do you know how many of them? On those teams, how many of those former MVPs that went back-to-back had at least one other all-star on their team? Do you know how many of them? Probably a lot of them. Zero. Or, I mean, yeah, all of them, sorry. All of them had at least one other all-star. Like, 70% of them, I think six out of the nine, had two other all-stars on their team with them. Do you know how many all-stars Nikola Jokic has on his team? Yeah, zero. He's got Compazzo, the five-foot team Argentinian guard. Now, let me continue to cook your little A. So, do you know how many points or how many players that the 76ers have that average over 15 and a half points a game? So can Since I Embiid ask you this, the, why the you're attacking place? Embiid and you're no, not no, attacking you gotta, Giannis? Can you just answer my question? Because, look, I, I would have loved to see Giannis as Andy. So, Andy's Brett, hopping can you just answer in. my question for a minute? Okay. Andy's hopping in. Okay, so we call this segment, because remember, Luke, you, we said that we had to come up with a really good title for this segment. Right True. on a scale of 1 to 10, hate mail live because like he's coming he texts us every morning i he like I, look, morning. i'm not gonna give it a 10 but like i think hate mail live is like a, a solid high six, i'll give it like a, a seven. seven i'll give it a, i'll give it like a c minus like a 70 i'll give it a seven it's not All bad right. i'll take that it's you know what? You that's pass. a c that's a c hey you pass in college you pass baby
And when you take Graduate. Nutrition 100 and all – I took my – Dude, nutrition is the worst class in the entire world. Literally, yeah, this no, last semester, some middle-aged teaching it. You, I you literally was me, just like, all I needed was a 60 to get a C in the class, and I went in, or I needed a 40. Literally just went in and guessed on a 120-question exam. I think True. I got like a 50. I got a C in the class, and I was happy. But I was telling hey, Luke before I we got that. started, I was like, Luke, I – Cause you always kind of come at us with like oddly specific things every time we record, and I'm always really impressed. Yeah, well, I mean, also, it's his team. Yeah, it's that, very impressive, Andy. He he got, he gets like a little upset, and we just lost Andy's video. I don't know what happened. He just left because he's he's already afraid. Oh, he's no, back. No, I can I see him. All right, well, he left on mine. That's weird. Maybe my I'm just losing You're internet. He's whack. He's Our whack house right is now. falling apart at the point. The water tank's leaking. It's been we a mess. No water pressure. Today. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I told Luke before we started recording though. I was like, I'm a little worried because I don't know what I told you. Like, you could bring whatever you wanted with us, and we bring things for you. But I'll just give it to you straight up to start. Like, you can just come with us with whatever you'd like to start with. Well, well, thanks, thanks for having me. This is my podcast debut. After listening of hundreds of hours of podcasts, I'm <laughs> I'm grateful to be here. I will say, uh, during this segment, your listening audience may plummet. I think there'll be Luke's mom and Brett's mom, and then there's me. So we lost about thirty percent of your audience here. But hopefully, uh, your sponsor Jim Candies doesn't drop you for your uh, low ratings for the segment. I guess we'll find out at the end of this. Oh man, we'll see. We might, we might drop him. This is either going to be the highest rated segment we've ever done or the lowest rated. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I, it's, dude. It, I was telling, it, I was telling Luke, teetering. it's so good to actually talk okay. to you guys because so, all I ever get to do is just listen to your conversations. I don't get to hear them. Or I don't yeah, get but to now you get to participate. Yes, yes. So first of all, I'm going to say you guys owe the True. Seahawks organization an apology. Uh, there's, they're not toxic. I don't, I don't care if you guys don't know – if they don't know what they're doing, but they're not toxic. And that, that was the part that – you got me riled up. Those were fighting words. I brought, I brought my Beast Mode shirt. You know today. what? That's a valid point. You know what? That's a valid point. I, I, you know, Andy, I will apologize. They're not toxic. They just don't know what they're doing. I'll, that, I'll, I will agree with you. They look dumb. I'll they take the word toxic. toxic back, but I will not refrain from sometimes calling Pete Carroll a moron because I don't think he knows how to draft. Moron. You can argue whatever no, you want does. about the Seahawks, he, but Pete Carroll does no not idea. know how to draft offensive players. What, and what don't was wrong me, with their draft this? What's wrong with no, their draft? This year was good, but you go back like the last six year. years. Because I did. I went back like the last six, seven years. And it's I been a little the, rough. The best draft pick they've had was, I think it was Chris Carson, who they got in the seventh round. That was like their best offensive draft pick besides DK. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. End of the second round. Tyler Lockett. Okay, everyone hypes up Tyler Lockett. He's good, but he he ain't amazing. What's he without Russ? I guess we'll find out. He's amazing. He's amazing. What's he without DK? What's What's he if he has to be the number one? He's fabulous. Just watch. He was before DK. He'll be fine after. Now, I got a question for you. What's worse than not having a franchise QB? Uh, 
Colts were Being having single, Carson Wentz as your quarterback. And living in your ra- oh yeah, that's actually that's worse than living in your mom's parents' basement at thirty-five or forty-five. Having paying the wrong QB like a franchise QB <laughs> that is worse that, than not hey, having a, a franchise point. QB. Who's paying Luke, the wrong franchise? Camp- oh yeah. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. Trust me, we've been through it. Carson Wentz. We. We Luke, at least got Luke, I have to there. say, Luke, I have to say, you, you, you haven't been through anything. You've had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck almost your entire football fan career. Oh, you have no idea oh, yeah, what it's like to be a regular, a fan Andrew of a normal his, team. Andrew Luck in his prime literally just says, before, right before a game, I'm retiring. What? You know, this, there was a riot in Greenwood, Indiana, when that happened. I went outside <laughs> in my in our cul-de-sac and there was literally a man burning a Colts flag in the, in his, in his little, like, um, uh, what's it called in his trash bin. Yeah. <laughs> the city right. of Greenwood, Indiana suffered. Poor Colts fans. I really feel bad for you. Uh, which by the way, you say, I texted it to you. It's like, you say you're an excellent organization. How many times have you been to the playoffs the last 10 years? In a division where you play the Jags and the Titans and the Texans every year. Yeah, we can hear you. Look, let me say this. You don't don't have anything to say. No, 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 no. Look, we've had – what do you want us to do? If Russell Wilson three years ago would have said, "Um, yeah, I'm retiring. What are you guys going to do? He did it last year. He said, I'm out. He said he wanted out, so they got rid of him. Stop it. Stop it. He literally came back. He was, he was gone. I can you hear Luke? No, Luke's coming out. We can now, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. But look. <laughs> All right. So here's a question for you: How long does it take to rebuild a team in the NFL? Not that I think, long. I think two to three seasons. I think it. Okay. You can rebuild quick. I'm good with that. How many teams have won the Super Bowl making with a QB making top money? Like, unless your name is Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, zero. Well, like one or two, Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, maybe. Yep. And 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 do you know what Russell Wilson's going to want next year in his contract? A ton. 50, at least 50. He'll want more than Aaron Rodgers because both of them, they've got a little, uh, like, they hate each other. And they always want to one-up each other. Little, cons, little non-stop. Yep. And then uh, the other thing, I would not be surprised if he pushes it, but they tried to get a percent of the salary cap last time. So he instead of a instead of a, a number, they wanted to get like twenty five percent of the salary cap. I would not oh. be surprised if they push that with Denver. Uh, so he, yeah. So it, moron. It's, yeah, well, it, moron for the team that try that uh, exactly. gives him yeah. and does that for him. So, and don't get me True. wrong, I love Russell Wilson, yep. all that he did, but he's gone, and I want him to lose every game because we have their <laughs> their number first round draft pick. <laughs> like I don't care uh, anything other than that. I'm a Seahawks fan more than any person. So, yeah, that's that's why that's why I'll throw hate at him. But it's it's more and for the draft pick as a person. I'm fine with him, but he is pretty kooky. He's so not can, the good old all-American boy. 
Can I ask a question I, about I, Russell Wilson? That I because I feel like you're qualified to answer more than anybody else. Because I feel like like I want to know when so like when when my kids look back in 15, 20 years and ask me about Russell Wilson because they hear somebody talk about it on TV, like what will they say about him? Because yes, Russell Wilson has uh, has been to two Super Bowls. He won one of them and then threw a pick on the goal line that I'd also love to ask you about. Um, oh, but my question is, uh, like, he's never won an MVP, and he's never even had a vote for an MVP. So Never been hold, deserving of an MVP. I think we'll Russell say. Wilson is not even as high on the MVP or the Hall of Fame list, even close, as Eli Manning. So – where and like, what is the story of Russell Wilson's career when all of this is said and done? Because I feel like we hold him to the higher standard than he actually is. Where you rank like where? Like where would you rank him in Q like top QBs ever? Top like ends see, right now. Where is where would he be? That's where I say it depends. If he has a solid, well-rounded team, I think he is top notch, top five. When he when it all has to be on his shoulders. Maybe fifteenth. Uh, he's and I think I don't know if you guys go back to your rankings, which is hilarious that you guys are trashing the Seahawks for this because you didn't, Luke. You had him number ten. That was without Brady, uh, even even being he was retired at the time, so that would have put him at eleven. He wouldn't even have made your top ten. Brett, you said he wasn't going to be top ten. If I said that we traded a not a top ten quarterback and got two firsts and two seconds and three. Uh, solid football players for it, you would say that we got a steal. Am I not right? No, I definitely think the Seahawks definitely won in that trade. No, and I actually – I I thought the trade was good. Like I, legit, I thought it was the best move the Seahawks have trade. made in like the last five years, to be honest with you. Because so, he didn't want to be there. True. Like, exactly. And if you, he didn't want to be there. Yes. It, and if you read it – I don't know if you know this, but the statements that the, the owner – the general manager and Pete Carroll all put out right, and it put it out right during his press conference when he was he was talking to Denver. It was like the the reporters went on and said this when but he was in his the, orange. Yeah, suit. when he was in his orange suit, orange tie, and everything. The owner, the owner said, "We're great. Well, we look forward to all the new players who want to be here, like and are fully invested." Yeah, like she, she threw him under the bus. General manager Pete Carroll. They just said we're, you know, Russell wanted this, and we're grateful that we gave him the opportunity. She threw him under the bus as somebody who wanted to be there. Let me answer your question though, Brett. What is his legacy? Yeah. He is a solid quarterback, best Se- best quarterback in Seahawks history. Love him to death, but he's not what he thinks he is. That's what I would say. Uh, is that he's not what he thinks he is, and I don't think he's worth fifty-five million dollars a year. Would you argue? Or would I be fair to argue, because again, you listen, so you obviously know it's a point we make literally all the time, but when you make top dollar, you never win Super Bowls. It's just a fact. Would you argue that that is probably when the trajectory of the Seahawks, due to Russell Wilson, probably started to tank because they couldn't afford to pay as many people? No, they. so if you look at the Seahawks, they always pay their best players. Like, they've done it the whole time. Even, I like... And I, I don't disagree with you on Jamal Adams. I wish that we could go back and rewind that. <laughs> but they pay they pay their superstars top dollar. They have every time. They've reset the market for Bobby Wagner. They did it for safeties with uh, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, all those guys. Hey, they pay them right actual now. safeties. 
Yes. No, Earl Thomas is in jail. Brandon Browner's in jail. Like there, there's some Richard I mean, Sherman's that, a door from going to jail. Correct. Yes. They were some kooky guys that we love like crazy here. Uh, or not here in Seattle and not in Seattle, but yeah, that, that, so it's not the top dollar thing, but that does hamstring the organization. It's when Russell tried to be the coach and the general manager, that's when it down, went downhill. They need, all those guys need to stay in their lanes. Russell needs to be the quarterback. Let the GM be the GM. Let the coach be the coach. Because isn't that kind of what happened with the Legion of Boom back in the day? Like, they almost wanted to kind of take over the team. Like, even though they were getting paid, they didn't feel like they were getting enough respect, and they felt like Pete Carroll was choosing the side of Russell Wilson. And to some extent, that's why it fell apart. Yeah, You. so if you ever go back and listen to, like, what players have said about Russell Wilson, there's not a player that likes him. Probably the really? only one. Yeah, probably the only one is Greg Olson, uh, who he brought in for, like, a season and he just dumps on the Seahawks every time he goes on Colin Cowherd now. But <laughs> that's like the only one, none of them like Tyler Lockett never went to his little training and camps Greg down in San everybody. Diego. What'd you say? <laughs> so I'm just laughing. Uh, who else? Doug Baldwin hates his guts. Like he did. Really? He, he like won't acknowledge him. He's been on, he'll come on shows and he'll talk. He will not acknowledge Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, they like do it. They like play nice on the TV or on like a, after a game or something. They Richard Sherman is the source of all of those articles that talked about Russell Wilson wasn't black enough. Pete Carroll never gave him any uh, held him accountable. All that. That's all Richard Sherman coming out there. Uh, very well documented in the local media that that players do not care for Russell Wilson. Uh, which interesting. Yeah, they they don't dig him. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in uh, Denver. I think he might, if he's going to do good, it's going to be this year and next year. And then I think things will go downhill. Although I sure do hope they suck this year and we get like a top 10 pick. I mean, the one thing you have going for you is they play in the hardest division in football. Like, Who's going to stop the Chargers? And don't come at me with the, I don't think the Chiefs, they maybe finish third, I think. Because I think the Raiders finish fourth. And I think the Chargers finish second, and then I think I don't, it's Chiefs and Broncos. Dude, I don't know. I'd I'm I'd be scared if I'm Russell Wilson because he's yeah. on the decline. Like like he legitimately like he's still good. Like he's still a good quarterback, but he's at the tail end of his prime. Patrick Mahomes, he's right in the meat of his prime. I know, Justin but the Herbert defense is reset because they don't have listen, Tyree listen, Kill. Listen though. Justin Herbert hasn't even gotten to his prime, and he is elite. And Derek Carr is ascending, and he has weapons now. He doesn't. He's not throwing to to what's his boy, the kid from Clemson, who's six foot white boy that got a thousand yards and a Hunter Renfro hundred reception. Yeah, Hunter Renfro <laughs> out here looking like a real number one. So if I'm Russell Wilson, I'd be scared, and it would not surprise me. He's played in the toughest division his whole career, so I don't know if that's much of a change for him. I that is true. He, he'll be a fine. He he's a he is a tough competitor. Like he, there is no questioning his tough toughness and his competitive edge. But I don't I don't think the thing I think you I think you guys miss this a lot. You do not play up coaching enough. The importance of a of the the proper coach, and it's a wild card in Denver. They don't know what they have. Yeah. they're all new coach. That is all new very coaching true. staff. Good point. And 
because they want takes, Aaron Rodgers. And the Raiders have the same issue. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not a it's rare you get a Sean McVay that comes in uh, year one and blows it out of the water. Like it it doesn't happen like like yeah. that easy. So I I don't know. I I think there's too many wild cards to say that they're going to be any good. So I I honestly would not be surprised if we have a top fifteen uh, pick from the Broncos next year. I think the NFC West, probably coaching-wise, you probably could argue maybe has the best coaches. Because, like, we, we do rag on Pete Carroll, but as far as, a, like, he did build the Legion of Boom. Like, they had he, – he, he owns the title of greatest defense of the last 30 years and maybe one of the greatest defenses of all time. And then you have Shanahan, and then you also have um, McVay, and, and then McVay, you can say what so you want long. about Kingsbury, but Kingsbury's not – He's not like he's not a bump. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, and Kingsbury <laughs> a joke. They're a joke. They're like a I don't discount. know if they're a joke. They are a joke. They're the Cardinals. They've always been a joke. Always will be a joke. Kyler Murray is literally a child. Yeah. You no, know, he's a teenage girl. That's what he is. Let, yeah, he's not. Let even me a tell boy. you something. Let me tell you something about coaching. So Pete Carroll, his job is the culture setter. He he has his coordinators. Uh, his offensive coordinator is is uh well I can't even remember his name now. He came from the Rams. Uh, man, Schottenheimer? No, not Schottenheimer. No. no, he was before when Russell was going off, and as soon as safeties, as soon as teams figured they could go too deep, too high safeties, and shut him down, that was with Schottenheimer. Um, yeah, uh, Waldron. I cannot remember his name. Yeah, Shane Waldron. And then defense, they have been terrible the last few years because Pete Carroll is too he he sticks with his guys way too long and had ken norton jr on there way 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 too long and so they've redone their whole defensive uh staff this year they have the guys from the browns or from the the bears who ran a solid defense sean desai and uh carl smith who came from uh your sec alabama and then uh they have their defensive lineman clint hurt so i think they're i think they're Offense and defense is on the rise with that. Pete Carroll's the culture setter. But I think coaches are so important in the NFL for what they, how they run an organization and the culture that they set. I, I don't think people talk about that enough. And that's where you have like the culture that Sean McVay sets with the Rams, the culture that Andy Reid sets with, with the um, Chiefs. And then you have goofballs or these other owners that let the they have to they have to fire their coaches every three years and they can never get out of it. And and I think I don't know at Jerry I think, Jones. Yeah, coaches organization goes. I don't not I don't think it's given enough credit. And that's where the Seahawks are probably some of the most solid right there. I will say I love like if I have to rank who had the best draft, I think the Seahawks are in my top five. I don't know if they're the Eagles or the Jets, but they're right there because I love I love the pick of Kobe Bryant. The Jets uh, had a crazy draft, dude. But, but I I love – and then they picked uh, Charles Cross in the first round, right? Like I was I was honestly waiting. I was like, okay, this was from the Jamal Adams I pit trade. Was I was Charles waiting. Charles Cross was debatably the best – I was waiting for them to mess up the draft, and they honestly didn't. Every pick I felt like was a hit. The only the only one that people are giving them crap for is Kenneth Walker. Uh, but I would and say this. I'd... Doak Award winner, I think if you go back and look at the past, like if you go look at all the running backs who had that award, it's like it's like uh, 
that they're all all pros. Last ten years, they're all good. They're all good backs. And the thing is, if you draft a running back, is a very safe pick, especially a guy like like Kenneth Walker. Like the past, like Doak Walker award winners. It's like Jonathan Taylor. Like all these guys. Like you'll be fine. Like they'll be good. Like they'll be all right. And Chris Carson is so. Injury prone, I can get anything for him because that boy's always injured. Every every yeah, season. I don't know if he's gonna play again. I honestly don't. They don't you know if he's gonna fine? play again. He has a neck in, neck injury. That's what yeah. put Cam Chancellor out, yeah. Cliff Averill out. Those neck injuries are dangerous. Yeah. So Andy, who do you think like day one, week one, starting for the Seattle Seahawks at quarterback? I don't. I honestly don't care. Like, uh, <laughs> so I, I really don't care who's <laughs> starting, but I think it's Drew Locke. And I, really? I just think I think they're just going to give him a ride and see what happens, and then they're going to draft a quarterback next year. So, two questions: Do you think they trade for Baker, and if so, do you, like would you like to see that happen? And regardless of what they do. Do you think the Seahawks win total? How much better is it this year than it was last year? Because last year I think they went eight and uh, eight and nine, eight, nine. right? Yeah, uh, they will not trade for him, but they might pick him up after he's cut by the Browns because they suck and don't know how to run an organization. But do you so think? They... I, I, do you think they'll cut him though? Because I think they're thinking we're not sure how long Deshaun Watson is actually going to be out. But dude, yeah, but Baker Baker's gonna tell them to screw themselves. <laughs> Baker's Baker's literally no. Baker will go for the first snap of the first game, and he'll literally throw a pick six on purpose. Like he does. That's what he, he would do. Something like that. Yeah. So if they get Baker, it'll be for free. That's that's the that's the only and that's the way they operate. I think they're disciplined in that way. Um, I think they'll win. They'll win the same or more or like one more. I think they'll be like either 500 or get plus or minus uh, one game over 500 or under 500. They I don't. Just, they don't tank like Pete Carroll, the organization true. that he runs. They play hard all the time. That's his. If you ever want to read a good book, he has a book called Win Forever, and you read about what his philosophy is. He he that hits against every fiber of his being to to tank a season. He will be playing hard. He'll have the team playing hard. People love it there. That's why they go back and play for him again. I just pray that Drew Locke is healthy all season because I don't want to watch the Steelers Seahawks game again where Geno Smith just ran onto the field in a wheelchair and and crutches and just I felt like I was watching a 90-year-old man in a retirement home trying to play football because he just went down with a puff of air every play. I like Drew Locke, and I genuinely hope the Seahawks play well again, but Geno Smith is not the answer. No, no, not at all. I was at the I was at the Monday Night Football Saints game. Me and my dude, I spent no, like 500 no. bucks on tickets for that game. <laughs> And that was before Russell got hurt. And we sat oh. and watched, and I don't even know how many times. I think they threw the ball once to DK, 
And I think he should have had offensive pass interference on that play and ran it in for a touchdown. Other than that, they didn't. I don't think they targeted him once, and Geno kept handing the ball off into the Saints' front line. We watched that in the rain and the cold. So, yeah, trust me, I don't want to watch that again. And I gotta, we got to figure out a good game to go up this year so that I don't see a game like that again. I feel like your option is just go week one, week two, or week three because that's the only one you can probably guarantee Drew Locke's not injured. We no, dude. I think their offensive line will be better, and Russell won't be. He won't be holding onto the ball as long as Russell. So I don't know if he'll get sacked as much. Would you? Because isn't Jacob Eason on their roster? Yeah, but I don't think he has a chance. I don't know how good he is. Like, would you? Wouldn't it be cool for you? Because didn't he go to the University of Washington? He transferred there after he got cut by you guys. Yeah, he did. Imagine (laughs) losing your job to Jake Fromm. That would suck. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't good at UW either. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he was. He he had like two good. I think he smoked BYU. The one I think he smoked True. BYU one game, and he looked like a professional then, quarterback there. And then that was it. <laughs> I, I think that was the only game he had. I don't know if that was the competition means, uh, or if that was his talent. I'm not quite sure. You're got. You're just gonna have to pray that Drew Locke doesn't get injured. I don't know, dude. I don't care because I'm a fan of the Seahawks either way. Well, yeah, I will we... be. I was before. I'm a Seattle sports fan, man. The Mariners haven't been to the playoffs in like 22 years or something <laughs> like that. I still – I was up watching the game last night. So I. that's what I'm saying, Luke. You have no idea what it's like to be a fan of a regular team. You just have your spoiled Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck. The worst experience of sports experience of Luke's life has been Andrew Luck, and that was like watching a Corvette enter a like a, a, a demolition decade. derby. But still, it was a Corvette. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so, can we ask you some other NFL questions, or you only want to talk about the Seahawks? I'm oh, a no, Pacers fan. Hey. Hey, I said no NBA. No NBA when I come on here. <laughs> Is that because you don't I watch it or because you actively hate it? The Pacers I, are the worst team in the league. I, I actively hate the NBA. It's dead to me. They it's stole my team. You? It is dead to me. You can ask Brittany. Every time it, anybody talks about the NBA, I shut it down. It's dead. Man, Luke is really struggling over here. I'm not sure why why the rest of our connections are working. And see, now it's working great. But as soon as you start talking, your computer just freaks out. I'm not sure what the deal is. Okay, can you hear me? We can now. right now. What the heck? I don't know what the I, deal is. I don't know if your internet kicked in or what the deal is. I don't know what's going on. But okay, Andy, let's hear let's hear early MVP picks. Who do you have? And you can't say Josh Allen. Because I feel like that's the cop-out. I feel like that's the easy answer. I don't know about that. Who else? I'm going Patrick Mahomes because I think they're going to do well even without uh, what's-his-bucket. Tyreek. I think receivers are overrated. True. I agree with that to some extent. I think that there's certain receivers that are like you can throw open or are a product of the system. I don't think Tyreek Hill will be nearly as good 
in Miami. Like he's he's a good receiver and he's crazy fast, but I think receivers more benefit from great coaching more than anything else. Like Debo Samuel is a very average receiver. Like I he's a he's a maybe above average receiver and everyone acting like he's like Jerry Rice out here on the Niners. He's not. I think I think he'll be the wide receiver equivalent of Le'Veon Bell if like he's doing himself a disservice by trying to get traded because John Lynch and um, John Lynch won't hesitate to send you to a hole somewhere where no one will ever hear from you again. So that's my yeah. bold prediction. My other bold prediction, I'm just saying, watch, this will happen. I guarantee it, and you can all tell me that I was right in six months. The Miami Dolphins will trade for Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield will start for quarterback in Miami. It will happen. I guarantee it. I'll put an arm and a leg and 50K on it. Like, it's going to happen. Tua that wouldn't surprise me. Because we know Tua's not a starting Dang. quarterback, and the owner no, who's obsessed not. with him just has to find that out because that's the reason they fired Brian Flores in the first place. They're going to find that out four games into the season that even with – even with the speed demon, like the flash himself and his buddy on the other side, like Tua still can't put the ball 25 yards down the field. No, no, no. He can't put it five yards down the field and let him run 25 yards after the catch. So my favorite play from Tua last year is that one where he's holding the ball and he goes to throw it and he forgets that the ball is not in his hand. It just falls out from behind him. It's like, dude, who like at what point did they just call people down from the sand and say, hey, we want you to play quarterback and Tua ended up being the guy. Do you guys ever see a movie preview and you know the movie's going to suck and you just wonder why <laughs> anybody decided that yes. they were going to spend that kind of money on but that movie? But people do. And they do, and then it doesn't – It nobody goes to see it. I see that with these quarterbacks all the time. I was actually impressed with the NFL this draft that nobody bit on any of these quarterbacks yeah. because Malik usually Willis? they lose their mind. No, that's for sure I'm true. I – did you think that Kenny Pickett was worthy of being the first one to go? No, but I'm, I mean, I'm actually surprised. I know it's the hometown kid. I'm surprised that the Steelers did that. Cause I've always thought the Steelers were very well run. Uh, but that, I think they're just desperate. Oh, they're but I mean, at desperate. the 20th pick though, like tip, like, I mean, at the 20th pick, like you're not get, that's where most of the first round busts are in like the mid to late first round it's like but nobody really tell who else was gonna pick him i don't think anybody was gonna pick him he i don't think he was the number one quarterback to go i think they could have got him but i don't think they i don't think they could have got because the panthers would have picked him up in the second round you think so yeah dude the panthers are ever to take matt corral though but the panthers are a joke bro like they are Someone would have picked him up. Or the Giants. I mean, hell, Daniel Jones is Luke, garbage. Like again. that playing quarterback. Like, goodness gracious. I think he's moving around too much. He's getting Maybe too that. excited. Your computer just doesn't know what to do with all the excitement, I'm guessing. Sorry. Oh, see, literally now it's fine again. Brett, do you I think know. the Bulldogs are going to uh, repeat? 
I don't because I'm not that lucky. Um, I think the I think the universe just forgot for a year, like, cause I feel like being a Georgia sports fan, like you're just asking for disappointment, cause like, you because this happens with the Hawks, it happens with the Falcons, it happens with the Georgia Bulldogs. Like, it, it's one thing to like everyone loses as a sports fan. Everyone, unless you're Alabama or Ohio State, everyone loses as a sports fan because you always get let down. But I think Georgia gets fans get let down more than anyone because their expectations get set so high. And you get like Jake Fromm leading them to a national championship and then Malcolm Parrish deciding to play like two yards press coverage when it's third and 25 and gets burned over the top by Devontae Smith. Or you have the Hawks blowing leads and and not even being shouldn't even make the playoffs and then make the Eastern Conference Finals and then get blasted. Or you have uh, the Atlanta Braves getting 3-1 reverse swept by the L.A. Dodgers. So I'm not that lucky as a Georgia sports fan. And literally everyone on our defense got drafted and some of our guys on offense. So I think Georgia will probably go to the SEC championship again, and it'll be back to every other year of my entire life watching college football where I watch us get to the, win the SEC East, we get blasted by Alabama, and then I go watch Alabama win the national championship. I think that's how it'll I go think, for me. I think Kirby Smart reset reset the culture there. Reset. That is true. I think, I think, I think you've got a long run. I don't know about next year, but I think you've got a long run ahead of you. So I want to ask because I was looking at a lot of different pages and I was fighting with people in comment sections, which is obviously never effective. But there were a lot of <laughs> I they they had like a bunch of college football accounts and they had all of them list like their um, college football playoff predictions. And everyone had Alabama and Ohio State, but then it was a fluctuation between three and four between a, like a cycle of. Clemson, Utah, NC State, Georgia, Texas Not A&M, Utah. and Ole Miss. So le- I just want to ask you, and Luke as well, like, and just give me your top four in no particular order at the end of the season when the playoffs start. University of Washington. Okay. I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, I think with you. Rutgers would probably be right there too. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. North yeah, Zimbabwe yeah. online. I think IU's up there as well. <laughs> Dude, I, I think you could say you could easily just say top four like Alabama, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, and maybe maybe a Clemson. You could have a generic top four, and who knows? Because there's always some random. There's like. The blue bloods, like the north, they're always there. And then there's some random team, like a Cincinnati or something like that. And I don't know, I don't know who it'll be this year, but I think I bet three of the top four are going to be the same old, same old that we always talk about. I would say, watch out for Arkansas. I actually, do like yeah. Arkansas. I think Arkansas is actually a sleeper. I agree. I mean, I don't like them enough to beat Georgia anytime in the last ten years, but I do like them. Um, so two more questions that I want to get your opinion on. Do you feel like college football needs to be expanded in terms of the playoffs? Why or why not? And does NIL need to be fixed? And if so, what's the solution? I don't think the playoffs need to expand. I don't like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel, man, I miss, I'm going to sound like the old curmudgeon. I miss the old days when it was like, the Rose Bowl was a big deal and the Orange Bowl, it's not it's not as big of a deal. And I think if they get it too big, 
I think they're missing that that feeling. Like I think they have a sweet spot now. I don't know how to say it. Like you mean I where nobody plays spot. in bowl games that aren't the playoffs? They have too many bowl games. At period, I would say True. that they need to cut like half of them or more. They need to cut yeah. like two thirds of them, and make them something special. What is it like Everybody six wins? You get to game. a bowl game. Everybody yeah, gets a bowl game. It's Literally, a participation award. It's so if anything, they should reduce it, not expand it. And everybody doesn't need a trophy. Re- okay, so would you be saying. happy with four NFL playoff teams then? You said you said college. I know, but that's Wait. what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want to just have a four no, no, college no. playoff, it's I'm different. Saying, no, but is it though? Yes, because you have established divisions and conferences where people play each other on a regular basis. If they set up something like... But don't you have like, that with the Power Five? Uh, I, I mean, no, because yes. they're not... They're all run independently. They're not run by a big organization. And so there's there's so much wild card. Like, they're not all equal because they they schedule their games different. The way that they, the colleges are run are different. Like, you wonder why the Pac-12 isn't sucks i I don't even know why they're yeah it's because they care more about their university like academic stuff than they do about the football stuff so and all all your sec players can't qualify to get admitted to a pac-12 school that's like it's it's so it's not it's not an equal playing field so that's why it's because it's not the same organization and i don't think that they could set it up so that it would be equal to the nfl you think there's that much like parity in terms of how like the levels between one conference to the next? Because I would agree with you when you argue about the top four, but I would say four to sixteen are all probably about the same. So nobody's arguing really that Alabama's going to get upset. But to me, if you're making the point that you want games to matter, let's make them playoff games where it's like win or go home. Because otherwise, what is the, like Luke and I have had this conversation all the time. What's the point of a bowl game? Like it really means doesn't you matter. The point, it, it literally means nothing. Means nothing if dude, you can't it, progress after like, winning oh, that game, the, why play it? Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, dude. Good yeah, job. Can't, Cancel them all. Nobody watches them. They have to give tickets away to all of them, and the stadiums are half empty. So make them playoff games. If they're not going to mean anything, at least let people have a reward for winning. Make it a 16-team bracket, and then the the top eight teams get a bye the first round. How many weeks does that take? I don't know, but cut out the games where Alabama plays... Middle Tennessee Dental College and whoever else they schedule for their non-conference. That's where I'm saying they can't do it because they're trying to herd cats with all these different, uh, with all the different uh, leagues or conferences. But they already have a playoff, so it wouldn't. It's not like it's unprecedented for them to just cut games because the NCAA could do that. Like this isn't, this isn't unheard of. And again, we're talking about games that already don't matter. If they're going to get blown out, at least let the blowouts mean something. At least let the at least let the players that matter play in the games. Because half the time, like these, like the guys you want you like, because like guys like us, we actually like watch college football. But like, if I turn it on and they got the third string quarterback in and the receiver and the DB that I wanted to watch aren't playing. I might still watch, but most of the people won't watch. Cause what do kids who care, go to the college care about 
They care about um, going to the NFL and winning a national championship. But if you have no chance of making the playoff, you have no chance of winning a national championship. So all these Pac-12 schools and a lot of these lower and Big 12 schools hey, can't come in ACC. That's we'll have we'll still have the clean feet, so we'll be all right. But like, I think if kids knew that they had a better chance of their school making the playoff, they'd have a better chance of making. Uh, winning a national championship, I think kids would be more inclined to go to other schools. Again, I think NIL opens up an entire other can of worms, but I think that does solve some of your parity issues in terms of clearing out the landscape of the uh, of the college football field. Yeah, maybe they need to pay them for the bowl games, like and make the playoffs. Pay them, give them a playoff bonus. That's not a bad idea to make them play and make it competitive because I think. I, I don't know, dude. I've watched I've I've watched too many or I haven't even watched them. I just flipped channels over to too many <laughs> of those random bowl games and you see like it looks like it's some kind of uh I don't know, like exhibition exhibition game in the stand cuz nobody's there. It's like True. a joke. Cuz yeah. they're like in they're all in the south. They're from teams up north and everybody knows it's not it's worthless and so nobody goes to it. So I don't know, pay the players or something. Do you uh, feel like there. NIL is an issue? Like, because you have kids now saying, oh, well, if so-and-so is making more than me, then I want to be paid like what my, I think my worth is. Or if you don't pay me more money, I'm leaving. Do you think that that is just like that's the can of worms that we open and we have to live with it now? Or do you think it needs to be fixed? I think they need to put some parameters around it, but I don't think everybody knows all the consequences of what they've done yet. Like, I don't know. Isn't there – tell me if I'm wrong. I think I've heard this. Isn't there a player from somewhere? Where is it from? Somebody's going to USC because uh, the their from coach Pitt. talked to him, and I think they're going to pay him some money. Yeah, is the that... kid, the kid from Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Lincoln Riley so, talked to him and told him that he'd get him a deal. Yeah, so I think they need to figure out what the parameters are around that, and I don't know what the solution is. If it's if it's like. A, I don't know if they have to sit out a year or or maybe they maybe they can't get their money until year two or something like that. I don't know what the answer is, but I think that there's still work to do there. But I think it's a, a step in the right direction because those schools are printing cash. The, I'll say the big schools are printing cash off of those players. And a lot of them, dude, their career is over after college. Most yeah. of them. And they're not, they can't really even, they say, oh, you get a free ride to college. No, they have like a full-time job or more as being a college athlete. True. And they don't really get, they get, they get a free ride to take some uh, bogus major that's not really going to help them get any, anywhere in their life. So I think they should pay them, but I think they need to figure out what the right parameters are. I don't know what they are yet. And I think they're going to probably tweak it every year and uncover new problems as people work to game the system. Valid point. Yeah, because I think when you do this, like, you have to start defining things otherwise, like, because people are just going to be able to jump into another definition, into another one, and be able to jump all of these hoops in order to get the people the money if it's not super tied down and super strict. Because like you, it's it's essentially just legal money laundering. I feel like, and so I think we. I think you made a point where we're on the right direction, but we have so much room to go because there are so many issues with it. But I do think, like, I mean, again, everybody in here, like, we're all capitalists. We all believe in a meritocracy. Like, 
if you can capitalize on your image then go and make it whatever money you can i like that it's private and that the school can't technically pay people but again you got to put a lock on that yeah I, the other thing is i don't know how the disparity is going to be that's the part that i think they got to figure out i don't know if they need to put a cap on it a salary cap there the problem with that is you can't because these they're these private businesses paying people yeah i get that but they got to do something because it's just going to make it's going to make and i know this sounds <laughs> political but it's going to make all the rich just richer and the poor are going to have a chance to get up there like i don't know like the cincinnati like you know like the smaller schools that don't have the resources to go up are never going to be able to get get there I think they got to they got to do something. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's a salary, you know, a, a cap that they put on it. I don't know if it's some kind of uh, quota that they like. Uh, how long they have to stay at the school? I think there just needs to be more parameters lined up. But I don't think we understand all the issues that they've created. Yeah, I think when you when you do something that's that private because the schools aren't paying people, it's hard to punish. Like you can't really put a cap on these companies or um, privatizing it that much. But what I think you can do is the point you brought up earlier where you tell these kids, because I don't like that we're incentivizing kids to not learn how to make commitments. Cause that's not how the real world works. Like you do have to make commitments. You can't just be in a relationship with a woman and you'd be like, you know what? I think this girl's hotter. She does a little bit more for me than you do. Cause she has this, that, or the other thing. So I'm going to leave her and go be with you. And you can't do that for the rest of your life. Like at some point you got to learn to make commitments. Cause I think the successful people in life are the people who start in a tough situation and elevate everyone around them. And I think when we do this, we're saying, if something's not convenient for you, just go somewhere else who tells you you're going to make more money and then go there the next year and the next year and the next year. And then you dilute the quality of the product. Then you dilute the fans who want to watch it. Then you dilute the people who want to put their money into it and advertise for it. And I think you kill every aspect of the sport and nobody wins because these kids aren't set up successful in the future and nobody wants to watch your sport anymore and therefore you don't have any money. You know, it'll be really interesting to see because you would say in a free market world that what will happen is they will give money to those players that bounce around and they're going to burn the people that give them money and then they're going to stop giving them the money. That That's will be true. interesting to see if something happens along those lines where the money starts going in different directions because of the behavior that they see happening. Uh, the only problem is there's a lot of money out there and there's a lot of, I mean, the definition of a fan is a fanatic and all logic is out. So we'll see what happens. But I wonder if there'll be something that happens there to to adjust how they spend the money. You made the point that like there are so many things we don't know about this. And I think from like a player's making money perspective, that's true. But I also think from a, like a private business perspective, that's also true. Because I think the issue you're going to run into and they're going to learn so much in the next five to two, five, ten years, however long. But I think one of the things they're going to find out is just because you pay a kid doesn't mean he's guaranteed to make you money because not everyone's Bryce Young. Some kids are going to get hurt. Some kids are going to be Spencer Rattler and not be good enough to keep their starting job. And therefore, like they're not able to maximize their image, which doesn't maximize you any money from an advertising or marketing perspective. And so I think you're right. Hopefully what happens is as a capitalist system, 
what happens is they say, oh, shoot, like we were really willing to just freely give money around at the beginning because we thought it would go without consequences, but we're now going to be a lot safer in how we do it. And so I think it's going to be a spike where we're at right now, but I think in three to five years, they're going to be like, hey, it's not as solid as we thought it was going to be, so we're going to drop it down. Yeah, it's it's been a game changer. It'll be interesting to see what happens. There's there's We're kind of going into uncharted territory here, but it's exciting. I think it was a good move. I agree. Andy, before we uh, close things out, is there anything anything else you'd like to just slap us from behind with or anything before we finish? Uh, the only thing I got to say, Luke, I'm excited for your gym candies, but maybe you need Thanks. a little bit more of a donation because I signed up for a free sample and it said I had to pay for shipping. Um, I'm oh. your uncle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for your shipping. <laughs> but I don't know if everybody else loves you as much as I do. So you may want to figure out how to get some funding. I don't know. Maybe I can help you out a little bit if you want. We can, we can, I can send you some stamps to uh, get, the, get, the free, get the shipping on your samples. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. I That's appreciate the, the advice. A little business advice for you. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate but otherwise, that. thank you. Thank you, guys. I love you. This is awesome. I'm, I'm glad I made my podcast debut. Hopefully it went okay. And uh, go Hawks. All right. Well, I'm just going to put it like this. This will not be the last time. I'm sure this will not be the last time you come hang out with us. Because I think this was a lot of fun. If we get the technology to actually work next time, it'll be even more fun. So this will not be the last time Andy is on the podcast. Your debut was amazing. Um, I think what we'll do is, uh, because we had so much fun with Andy, Luke and I are not going to finish out everything else we had planned for today. Um, so what I think we'll do is we'll do a part two at some point this week. Luke, how's that sound? Yeah, that's fine. So, right, so when do we say woo? Okay. All right. So just like on three, all right, three, two, one, woo. woo.